Good morning and welcome to the Eploribus podcast. Today is Monday, April 27th, 2020. I've got a lot I want to get to on this Motivation Monday, but as you know, uh, every Monday I try to give you something that motivates you, inspires you, moves you. Uh, Monday is my favorite day of the week, always has been, because I look at it as a chance to start over again. Uh, We've all been in lockdown now for a minimal of three weeks in some places, and some of us as many as six weeks. Here in Virginia, in the D.C. metro, Washington, Maryland, and Virginia, our COVID infection rate continues to climb. Uh, We are not yet to a place where we've hit our uh, peak or our plateau I am grateful that New York and New Jersey and uh, some of the other places that have had a really tough time, Louisiana, Michigan, uh, while they are not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination, the death rate is starting to level off in New York and in New Jersey, and uh, we're beginning to see some flattening of um, the curve there. A couple things, though, because I think it's so important At a moment like this where, again, normally on a Monday, you're up early, you're getting the kids ready for school, you're getting yourself off to work, or if you're like me, you work from home when you're not traveling and and doing your job on the road. Um, In a normal time, in April, uh, we would be looking forward to spring starting, and we would be looking forward to graduations, to Mother's Day, which, by the way, folks, is uh, in a couple weeks. Don't forget, Mom, order early because flower deliveries and everything now is a lot slower because of a lack of people and uh, businesses being open, florists included. So make sure that you order early, get your packages out if you're mailing Mom something or uh, sending in edibles or whatever you're going to send. Don't forget your mom. But uh, under normal circumstances, we would be doing normal things, and this is not a normal time. And one of the reminders of how serious this crisis is, uh, it was serious from the moment that uh, China announced that they had the virus and it was spreading and killing their citizens, and then it began to spread throughout Europe. And, of course, it made its way here in a devastating way in March and by April. Um, This weekend, we passed a grim milestone, a grim milestone. 55,000 Americans have died from the COVID-19 virus, uh, including my aunt. I've had a lot of friends, close friends, be sick with the virus. Uh, One, at least one of my friends, we thought we would lose. uh, And we're grateful that uh, she came through. Uh, She received great care at LSU Uh, hospital in Shreveport. I'm going to be doing some uh, work on the work that's being done by Louisiana State University there on the front lines, along with some others, Hopkins and Harvard and other schools really trying to get a handle on this virus. But that grim milestone of 55,000 people, uh, more than have died in the Vietnam War. I want to say that again, more than died in the Vietnam War, which was 10 years, 12 years of soldiers being sent uh, off to Vietnam and dying in that war over a 10-year period. And this has been a five-week period. If you can't sit with that for a moment and you can't understand that uh, 55,000 people, and many say that that death rate is undercounted. um, And I think the struggle is uh, they're not sure if someone dies from pneumonia, was it really pneumonia? Or if it was a heart attack, was it really a heart attack? Or 
was the virus there and kind of push someone in a weakened state over the top. That's that's the, the grimness of this virus. Um, it's elusive and it uh, they're still learning about it, uh, the experts are, and they're still telling us about the symptoms and what to look for. So I want to just say to all of you on this Monday, April 27th, that um, stay in, uh, keep your kids in, continue to social distance. Not only do you want to listen to your governors, but you want to use good judgment, folks. Um, I will not be going back out to restaurants right away. I will not be going back uh, out into stores and to malls and things like that until I am clear and I see data that this death toll begins to drop, that the infection rate, which is now close to 1 million Americans infected by this virus. And remember, we're only testing 1% of the population. We are woefully behind on the testing. And so I want you to use some good judgment. And and what I want to talk to you about on this Monday, uh, April 27th, is I want to talk about um, our fellow Americans who have left us. Again, many of you listening to the sound of my voice right now have lost a loved one, maybe in your immediate family. We lost an aunt. Like I said, I've had a number of friends. We had some sorority sisters die Um, Every day you read stories about a mother, a young mother, maybe even a young person. Um, In some rare instances, children and teenagers have perished from this virus. But I think, again, as I've been saying consistently since we've gone through this process with the coronavirus, is that we're in a moment that I pray God will never come again. But we're in a moment where you better sit and take stock of your life. And I know I'm taking stock of mine. And I know that there are things I simply don't want to be a part of my life anymore. I don't want to do certain things anymore. Understanding that life is short, that it's fragile, that it can be taken from me or you or anyone else at any moment. There there is no guarantee that you're going to live to be an old, wise man or woman. There is no guarantee that... Uh, You will go and see all the things you want to see in the world. There is no guarantee that uh, you will get to do all the things you want to do. And so with that being said, if that is the reality that we live in, and that, by the way, has always been the reality of life, but in a moment like this, where again, in January, January 1, 2020, we entered a new decade and we entered a new year, 20 years into the 21st century, a big milestone. A lot of us were excited about that. I know for me, I was having a fabulous year up until March like 15th when the bottom fell out. Uh, Business was thriving, uh, working on the next set of books, uh, great things happening that I'm excited to tell you about at the appropriate time. And all of that stopped. And it didn't just stop for me, it stopped for all of you. But for 55,000 I'm going to keep saying the number because the president's not talking about it. We're not talking about those that have left us, and we need to talk about them. And for 55,000 of our fellow Americans who were here on January 1st with the same hopes and dreams that I have, that you have, that others have, uh, travel plans, people making wedding plans, uh, these people have now buried loved ones. These people are, sadly and tragically, the 55,000 are dead. They're not even here anymore. This virus moves fast, it's swift, and it's a punisher. It's a brute. It's a thug. And it spares no one uh, 
disproportionately African Americans, Native Americans, Latinos uh, disproportionately are being infected and impacted by this virus. But um, it's it, it it knows no race, no gender, no zip code. You can be in Beverly Hills. Or you could be in the barrios, you could be in New Mexico, or you could be in Kansas, you could be in Oregon, or you can be in Alabama. Wherever you are, you are not immune from this, nor am I. And so my word to you today is given that reality, given the fact that this life is precious, you get one, you get one. And I know for me, I am committed and I am serious. I will be uh, relentless about my peace I will be relentless about what do I allow, what I allow rather, what I allow people to do around me, to me, near me, with me, the way they talk to me, the way they use or take too much. That is huge now. I realize that I've spent so much of my life giving and pouring and and helping, and that's a good thing. You want to be a helper. We've talked about that many times, Mr. Rogers Uh, Mother always told him, look for the helpers, be one of the helpers. So it's good. But there comes a point when we all hit a tipping point. Great word, Bishop Jakes, uh, yesterday on Sunday. Great, great word about uh, breakthrough and how um, in a moment like this, the breakdown that we all feel like we're having, the sadness, the sorrow, the grief, the depression, the worry, the fear, all of those things, the breakdown is really a moment to have a breakthrough. And for me, I can only speak for Sophia. I am cutting people back. The row, my front row is going to change. At least least half of that row has to go. Not bad people. I don't not care about them anymore, but they no longer fit in the season of my life. And it's so important to understand what does not fit in your life anymore. It's so important to understand who is not good for you. Who is toxic to your soul? What is toxic to your peace? And that includes your family. And that's always a hard one because it's hard to cut your family off. But it's not hard when people don't respect you, when they don't honor you, when they use you, when they take from you, when you're only on somebody's speed dial when they need something. And when you need something, when you need a moment, when you need a shoulder to lean on, when you need to cry, when you need to be heard, no one wants to hear you. That's wrong, folks. Don't ever allow people to treat you that way. Nobody's entitled to that. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your brother, not your sister, not your auntie, not your cousins, not anybody is entitled to treat you less than. You are a human being. This is a real challenging moment. Uh, 26 Americans, 26 million Americans rather, 26 million Americans are out of work. Uh, I uh, saw a friend yesterday that I hadn't seen since the pandemic started. Uh, We ran into each other at the Trader Joe's and um, she actually uh, does my hair. And so I was talking with her and I said, you know, how you doing? Because I know for stylists and people that do nails and all that, they're, they're 1099 employees. They are not salaried people in most cases. And she said, you know, thank God my husband's still working. But she said she hadn't gotten her unemployment yet. They had to have a workaround uh, for people like her because they're not like regular folks who have a job and then lose it and can just get their unemployment. And so this is real and people are hurting and some people have gotten their stimulus checks, others haven't. Uh, 
this virus, uh, they had a model that said we would have 60,000 dead by August. We're already close to 60,000 and it's April and April's not over yet. This is a serious situation and it is changing our lives. It's changing the way we do life. It's changing the way we communicate. It's changing the way we talk to each other, uh, how we hear each other, how we take care of each other. And so I don't want you to miss this moment because it will not come again in our lifetime. I pray to God. They're talking about this virus coming back in the fall in a way that um, is uh, maybe worse than what we're experiencing now. And, you know, that's kind of an impossible thing to look at, right? Because this is pretty bad. And, you know, flu season starts in October. Uh, Flu season goes from October till about April, May of every year. So it's about a six-month season uh, where colds and people get the flu and people get the flu shot. And, you know, folks, in any given year, we lose about a minimal of eight to 10,000 people to the flu virus in any given year. And and in a bad year, we can lose 20,000 people or more. Just put that into context. In five weeks, the coronavirus has killed 55,000 Americans. And they're saying that that death toll is not accurate because it's undercounted. Because there are some deaths where a patient had pneumonia and then they got the virus. Or they had the virus and they got pneumonia. Or they had uh, diabetes. Or they had hypertension. Or they had heart disease. Or whatever they had. Lupus. Whatever. And then the virus entered. So I want us to just pause and remember those 55,000 American citizens, and then hundreds of thousands dead around the world. A million people almost infected here in the United States. Millions around the world infected. It's serious. So again, this is a moment for you to take a minute and reflect. I know some of you are single moms out there. Talked to a friend who's a single mom last week, and she's struggling. She's having a tough time. She's got two boys. There's no man in the house. She's sheltered in with you know uh, teenage sons who are good kids, but they need a guy around, and and, uh, they don't have somebody to toss the football with them during this time, and she's trying to make ends meet, and she's struggling, and there are so many like that. Domestic violence is up through the roof. Uh, People are sheltering in. They're drinking way too much wine. They're drinking, and I've talked about this before, that uh, I see the post on Facebook and social media, and I have no problem with you drinking. I drink wine. I love to drink, just like everybody else socially. But if all you're doing during this virus, folks, is watching Netflix and drinking, you're doing the wrong thing. It's not taking care of your body. It's not taking care of your soul. It's not taking care of your mind. It's not going to help you take care of your family. It's not going to help you be more present. This is a moment to be present. This is a moment to connect and to reconnect and to uh, reflect on things that you may not have gotten right that you want to do better, to reflect on how you can love your family more, how you can be a servant, how you can help, how you can give. It ain't all about you and what you can take from other people. I am over takers. I am over users. I am over being drained and you know, it really, I've been waking up out of my sleep and really just uneasy and uncomfortable and, and stirred about, I now realize how much of myself I've given away and how much I've tolerated and allowed in the name of keeping peace. Let me tell you what, if you don't have peace, you're not keeping the peace. No one else, no one else has the right to take from you what they themselves would not give. 
No one has the right to do harm to you and think that they can be in your face and not apologize. No one has the right to have caused hurt and pain in your life and then think that you just should get over it and it should be ignored. That's not the way we work as human beings. That's why people are sick. That's why people have hypertension and stress and depression and all these things because most of us are carriers. Most people try to keep peace and they think that, well, if I just don't say anything, if I just go along to get along, I'll be, well, no, 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 that's wrong. That's really messed up, dysfunctional, sick thinking. People who are abusing you, mistreating you, uh, disrespecting you, taking from you, discarding you, whatever they're doing. Remember, we teach people how to treat us. And again, that is something that I've really been wrestling with because I realize I am at fault for a lot of what I've allowed in the name again of, oh, well, this person's in my family or, you know, no, uh uh-uh, no. I'm responsible for me. I have a right to some happiness. I have a right to peace. I have a right to truth. I have a right to joy. And if you were in my life and you continue to wreak havoc on my joy, on my peace, on my space, on my energy, you need to go. And, you know, you have to figure out there are a lot of great books out there on self-transformation. The Woman Code is one of them. There are a lot of great books out there on dealing with uh, dysfunction, dealing with damaged emotions is one of my favorite books. Uh, you know, the, the Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. There are great books out there. Now is a great time to download it on your iPad or to, you know, order it from Amazon and have it delivered to your house. Make some time to read every day. Tell your kids that mommy or daddy's going to have a time out and I'm going to go downstairs or go in my office or go sit in my room and I'm going to read and I'm going to have a cup of coffee and you're not going to disturb me. You're going to sit down and you're going to act right. You have to set boundaries with people. If you don't, they will take, take, take. I don't want to hear about everybody else's problems. I don't want you bringing me your drama. I don't want to hear. I, I saw a sorority sister uh, this morning on Facebook go off and I thought it was hilarious. I was laughing, but she was serious because she was just kind of going off on people about some of their narcissistic, selfish posts during a time where we have tens of thousands of people dying suffering people can't even bury the dead they can't mourn the dead they can't grieve and she said does anybody really care about who you're dating or you know what you cooked or you know um this problem or that problem or you you want it to be all about you and it really should be all about others and I, I couldn't agree with that more uh I've said this before folks again get out there and do some good meaning social distance Stay in, stay away from others as much as you can, but take some food to the food bank. If you can't make a donation because money's tight, that's okay. You got some extra canned goods in the can that we all do. Give those away. Help somebody. There's some extra clothes you can pack up. Now's a great time to get into the closet. Now's a great time to get into the garage. Pack the clothes up. Go ahead and do some good. Give to somebody who's less fortunate. Help a family in your neighborhood. Help the elderly where you live. See if you can do a grocery run when you go do your groceries. Be a helper because it feels good to help others. It feels good to pour into others. It feels good to know that you're doing your part. It's what makes us tick as human beings. So as I end this Motivation Monday, I want to recap. Uh, Today is Dr. 
uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife, uh, Coretta Scott King's uh, birthday. If she were alive today, she would be 83 years old. And um, she, in her own right, was an amazing woman, an amazing American, uh, a drum major for justice, uh, a mom, a wife, a sister, a daughter, uh, all the things that all of us uh, in some form or fashion are. And we remember her today. And uh, one of my favorite quotes by uh, Coretta Scott King is to women expressly. And uh, she talks about that if the soul of the nation is to be saved, uh, I believe that women must become its soul. If the soul of the nation is to be saved, I believe that women must become its soul. And what she means by that is there's something amazing and special about feminine energy. And when we're at our best, we are strong and we're smart and we're fierce. But we're also kind and compassionate and caring and loving. And we know how to build things. We know how to connect people. We know how to uh, fix the boo-boo when our little one bangs his knee and, you know, we bring him in, mommy loves you, and, you know, you wipe off his knee and you, you put a bandage on, you give him a kiss and you send him back out the door again to finish playing. And there's something magical about being a mom, about being uh, uh, a mother. Even if, like me, you have not birthed your own children, uh, you still have... Um, birth in you in that you give life to others by your experience by your your wisdom and by your service and so uh, I just wanted to remember Coretta Scott King today uh, and say thank you for her life uh, her daughter Bernice her son Martin and uh, their brother um, are still alive and uh, this is a family that gave a lot for service uh, this is a family of kids that lost a lot, uh, lost their parents, particularly their father, uh, at a time when most of us are just getting to know our parents. And so um, I'm thinking about her today, and I wanted to just end this Monday motivation with an encouragement to all of us to become the soul of America, to uh, be caretakers of each other, to be supporters of each other, to uh, speak a kind word uh, to someone that needs it that you may not even know needs it to check in on people um, to like I said don't forget mom coming up grandmom aunties uh, whoever in your life that's been a mother figure don't forget them uh, you can still send cards the mail still works uh, you can still do things so don't let this virus uh, take you out and I mean that literally, and I mean that emotionally. This is a moment to regroup. This is a moment to reconnect with yourself. This is a moment to love and honor yourself. This is a moment to think about who do I want to be when this is over? And how do I want to be remembered when I leave this earth? I've been thinking about that a lot. I suspect a lot of us are. Who am I going to be when this is over? And when I leave this earth, because I will, uh, what will people say about me? Uh, what will they remember about me? And that's really something we all ought to reflect on. Um, not just today, but every day going forward. And I really want you, my last word is to protect your peace. Because it's yours and it matters. And if your life was filled right now with a bunch of angst and anger and frustration and broken heartedness and 
disappointment. Man, you're not living because that is not what God put us here for. He did not put us here to have pain and suffering and loneliness and and isolation. He put us here first and foremost to serve him, secondly to, to serve others. But he also put us here to enjoy this amazing thing called life. He put us here to to live. He put us here to love. He put us here to laugh. He put us here to connect with one another and to take care of one another. And that's my word on this Motivation Monday. I, I pray that you're staying safe, that you're staying in. Um, if you've lost someone, I'm so sorry. I understand. Uh, but don't lose faith in yourself. Don't lose faith in your God. Don't lose faith in a future that's ahead. Uh, You are the author of your life, as am I. You are the author. Take out your pen and rewrite the story. If you don't like the story that you've been dealt so far, if you don't like the story you're in, write a new one. Write a new book. Write new chapters. Forge ahead in faith that something good will come out of this very difficult, unfortunate, and desperate time for millions and millions of people, all of us included. Uh, It's Monday, April 27th, 2020. That's my word. Take care of you. Protect your peace. Be a helper. Teach people how to treat you. You don't have to take it. You don't. So I just want you to know that. Uh, I thank you for listening to the podcast. It's been doing great. We're going to completely rebrand the podcast next month. Going to change the the look of it. I'm going to change the name of it. It'll still have an American theme, but it'll be more focused on, uh, I think, some of the things in my sweet spot and uh, that really resonate with our listeners all around the world. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you to all my guests. We will start back up with guests in May. Uh, as we are able, hopefully, to connect a little bit better with technology. Um, I don't like using the app. If I can avoid it, I'd rather be able to get people on a microphone to have a great sound quality and give you a great listening experience. So uh, thank you for listening to Pastors, Pundits, and Politicos Week. It was our highest listenership uh, over the last year or so. And uh, I really appreciate that. I had great guests that week. Uh, If you haven't listened yet, go back, listen to some of those podcasts. Uh, Great men and women of faith, uh, some of our political pundits and leaders from around the country with a lot more coming. So thank you. God bless you and keep you. Uh, Have an amazing day on purpose.